Happier Work, Happier Life, Episode 28. Julio here from Happier with Yan Tam, Head of Supporting Team in Stock Loan in Societe Generale. Today we discuss career breaks and getting back into the workforce, diversity and inclusion, women in tech, tips on building resilience, and how to navigate your career and keep up to date with all the tech trends. So if you're interested, tune in for this podcast. Thanks, Yen, for joining us today to share your story. Uh, thank you for having me in this interview. Pleasure. So just to get to know you a little bit, can you give us an intro on yourself? I'm locally from Hong Kong, and I received my education in Hong Kong. I got my undergraduate degree in Hong Kong in computer engineering, and after that, I spent three years doing academic research in computer networks. And in 2006, I landed my first long-term job in the financial industry, and that is the beginning of my 14 years career journey in this industry as a technologist. Great. And what were you doing before you joined uh, SockGen? I have a career break from my previous job because I started my part-time philosophy degree uh, a while ago. And so I had a career break in order to focus on it, in order to complete that. While at the same time, I took the opportunity to took an online leadership courses by the Harvard University. And how long was your career break? A little bit less than a year, I think. Uh, well, I don't have the exact dates in mind now. I think it's 10 months. 10 months. Okay. It's interesting because I think more and more people these days have taken career breaks. Mm -hmm. So did you find it hard to get back into the workforce after a career break? First, I think the industry was actively hiring, and so it's not difficult. And given my number of years of experience, it's, the, it's not really a huge problem. And also, I think it depends on the profile, like how relevant of my past work experience to my current job right now. So I think it's a number of determining uh, factors, and so uh, I don't see the huge difficulties, basically. That's really good because uh, I used to be a recruiter in my past life. So this was always like a big question for any candidates that took a career a break. Mm -hmm. So I think, yeah, it's really great to hear. I, I think Sokchen has a return to work program. Is that how you got to know about them? Uh, no, basically, I just follow the usual ways of finding a job that most people follow. I'd uh, look up on the e-financing career and then I look up jobs for LinkedIn, and that is how. Uh, but I know that uh, there's a Sojourn is going is having a return program. When you were looking for a job after your break, what was it that attracted you to Sokchen and what was it that you were looking for? It was the job nature that uh, attracted me, because this road offered by Sojourn allows me to fulfill my ambition as a leader in technology. And uh, I have an ambition to be a leader in technology, and that is why I took the time to take leadership courses from Harvard during my career breaks. And uh, this board is basically a perfect chance for me to uh, implement what I uh, have equipped myself with training. And uh, the road allowed, expect me to be a leader, to grow team members, and to empower people so that they can strive in the career. And it's also give me a full autonomy to improve process and to make things uh, work better and have good working relationships and cooperations 
between Paris and Hong Kong. So I think it is the job nature that attracts me. Okay, excellent. And I think um, before you also mentioned that people that you know had mentioned that Sokjin has a good working culture. So what is a good working culture, do you think, in your mind? It is a civilized uh, working culture which uh, emphasizes fairness, which emphasizes empowerment, which emphasizes treating people with dignity. I know that like uh, the working environment, different companies have different culture. And I've witnessed how restoring it a good culture it is to people. Like if I treat you with fairness, if I treat you with dignity, it's uh, restore the person, people's drive. It's not only beneficial to individuals, it's also stimulate collaborations between different team members or different teams. And basically it is the business that benefit. And so that is what I think uh, is a good working culture. Okay, so I know like your career has been quite an interesting one. Could you tell us how your career has kind of progressed over the over your 14 years? My career has never been a straight line, and I would say it's a adventure. I started out as a developer, but then my roles quickly evolved to be a hybrid role that I need to wear multiple hats at the same time. Like uh, I'm a developer, I'm a technical business analyst, I'm a project manager, I'm the support. And also I've worked in different companies in the same industry, and I've witnessed the ups and downs in the industry over time. And uh, after the sabbatical leave that I took last year, I joined SoftGen in August. So uh, when I first joined, I'm also a developer in August. And after three months in December, I've changed from uh, the lead of the development into the head of sub- finance and support. So yeah, that's how it goes. Okay, definitely very, uh, very interesting. And, and sounds like you've done a lot, achieved a lot as well. I, I think a lot of people's career paths definitely are not straight. Yeah. Uh, they seem to go in all directions. So it's good to sort of see that you don't need to think that it's going to be a straight one. I wanted to know more about like your day-to-day uh, like job duties. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? My day-to-day work uh, involved of serving the BAU request from the business. And because I'm also the, the support head in, in Hong Kong in the financing department, so part of my job would be provided transparency in the Asia to the Paris. We are one company. We have common goals to serve the business. However, the, the markets in different regions are very different. Especially for Asia, we have a very special challenge that is not seen in other regions, other countries. And so it is crucial for me to have an overview of the challenges that we have and take it one step forward. It's just not just serving the day-to-day work. It's basically taking one step forward, thinking ahead how we can prevent things from happening again, how can we plan better and pre- provide a transparency to the parents so that we have mutual understanding and work together to fix the problem. And I know that you have made some changes into different roles. Can you go into a little bit more and how did that also help you grow? I joined SotGen as a development lead in August. And then after three months, I was offered the opportunity to be the application support leader. It helps me to utilize my skills and my ability even better in my new role because I have a proven record of uh, having a, doing support work more naturally. Also, by working in different teams, uh, it helps me to know SotGen better and to utilize other skills that help me grow in my career. 
given the changes, I embrace it very quickly and see it as an opportunity for me to grow as a leader to support my team. And also the new roles have provided an opportunity to collaborate between the two teams, the teams that I work on and my current teams, and I can facilitate more collaboration in the future. And something I really wanted to also ask you is, being a woman in tech, have you faced any challenges? And if so, can you share a little bit more about that? We hear a lot about women being disadvantaged in teleco worlds, but I have to admit that I have not faced many of these disadvantages over the course of my career. My experience was when you highly value your work, you are committed, you are hardworking, you are competent, you are still being valued in technology as a woman. But I'm aware that things are not always that smooth for other women in the industry. And it's very depending on the communist culture. But having said that, I personally have experienced paid inequality and age inequality in my past employment. What I mean by that is I noticed that men in the same positions got paid higher than I do. And I also realized that when I look fairly younger than my actual age, i am got disadvantages when being considered for senior roles. So... um but honestly, after joining SOTGen for half a year, I feel that I'm being supported here and uh, things are different for women here in technology. I think that's good to hear that you've been able to be in some environments that have been good to you. And there is, I think people listening can feel confident that there are things that you can do. But it sounds like industry-wide, there's still room for improvement as always. But, um, but yeah, it sounds like, you know, you've been found a good place here. So that's really great. Something, I guess, you know, thinking of young people today who are maybe looking for their first job or early in their career with all your experience, like what kind of advice would you give them, particularly maybe if they were looking to join SOGGEN? The first step why is common for people, not uh, particularly to a particular company. The first one is basically find a calling or purpose in your life that can serve as an anchor. You know, as I said, uh, not many people's career is a straight line. And especially in times right now, we have the pandemic, the climate change. People are more stressed than ever. So basically having a purpose and you know what you want in your life can serve as an anchor that greatly reduces your stress, your anxiety. And basically that's very important and that has served me well. Second thing is to find a great community and network so that you can support each other. Or that would be even better if you have a good mentor. What does it mean by network community is have a positive relationship with people in your current or previous employment. And I was lucky to have such a kind of network. And also, it is very important for people uh, in this industry not to limit on their immediate growth, but basically having networks, uh, getting in touch with people in different sectors as well, like uh, corporate lawyers, bankers, or compliance, etc. Because uh, the world is already fast changing. This industry is even more fast changing. Not a single person can know the right thing at all times in all sectors. We need different people in different sectors in order to have an accurate grasp of the reality or basically it's the same case for mentors. Not one single mentors can provide us uh, good advice in all areas right now, especially for this environment right now. We need uh, different mentors in men different environments. So that would be my advice. That's really good advice. And I've heard, you know, that definitely it's very helpful to have a mentor. Do you have any um, tips on finding the right mentor? 
When finding a mentor, so I mean, in terms of advice, different people say different things. We've got got good advice and we have got bad advice. Uh, from my experience, well, I have got into bad advice and good advice uh, as well. From my experience, uh, the good mentors are the one having good integrity. They know what they, what they are talking about. For the advice that they've given you, they have gone through it them and themselves. And they are being authentic and candid. And that's the quality that I see as a good mentor. And so do you have a mentor or mentors at the moment? I have different mentors in different areas. One of them is basically in a medical field. He was the one to share about his calling. So that's helped him to, like, he was one a doctor in a proper hospital and then become a professor in the CHK, medical professor. And then eventually now he's a private practitioner. The advice that he shared from his own experience to me, like how having a purpose in his life helped him to reduce all the stress and help him to keep going, even though his career is not a straight line. So yeah, that's one of them, but I have some others as well. Yeah, I was interested to know if you had started to pick up mentors later in your career mm-hmm. or had you had that mindset when you were young to pick up coach uh, mentors? I think it's just a natural instinct. People wanted to look up for wisdom and guidelines in their life. And even for mentors that I run into right now, they're older in their age, but they also need mentors uh, in different areas, just like the medical professor that I share with you, he also needs an other mentors in finances, uh, which is a bankers in this industry. So I run into different mentors and we need different mentors in different stage of a career or different stage of our life. And so I keep running into different people as my network growth. Or even my mentors share my uh, their own mentors to mentors to me, like on financial advices, etc. And so I came in to met more people, and they provide really valuable advice. So I think it's similar, like with your career, you can't plan your career. So for mentors, you can't plan it because you're always going to be different at different stages of your life or career. Even better than what we have planned. Yes, even better. So I think uh, a lot of people that I talk to know that they should have a mentor, but I think they're afraid or they don't know how to go about finding the right mentor. But it's it's great to hear how you've had so many different mentors and how they come from different walks of life. And that can be very valuable. So the tech industry is moving so fast. I'd like to hear what you think are like the next tech trends. Um, let's first talk about some tech trends that is related to the financial industry. The first one I see definitely would be cybersecurity. There's so much uh, cyber attacks going on, but we don't have enough expertise in cybersecurity generally all over the world, if I can say. This would be a very fast-growing industry or fast-growing topics, basically in all sorts of sectors like the banks or even governments or facilities. That's the first one. The second one would be data analysis. I know that data analysis is nothing new, but basically it's not easy to manage. Think about this. If we got too much data, we got flooded. But if we do not have enough data, basically we cannot produce good analysis. So interpreting data is one thing. Also managing the right amount of data to have good interpretation is another. So it will just keep on going. 
And the other thing uh, would be misinformation, like uh, is this now a battle how to fight misinformation, including on the news and the social media. And the fourth thing, uh, I think everyone is concerned about the climate change that would be water technology, like some places are seriously flooded and some places are dry, they affect their agriculture. So water, water technology would be one really important thing. I think so many things that we're experiencing and with so many changes, how do you think that people can stay up to date on all these trends and how do you keep up to date? Having a community, well, I've repeated the importance of having a community and I can say and uh, emphasize enough of that. I still get in touch with technology people in different areas, like those uh, in still in academic, those working in different banks or even just uh, industry in general. So basically, we can have inspiration of people, how differently people use technology in different industries. That's one thing. Second thing would be like uh, subscribing to the to those sites, uh, Verge.com, uh, having uh, subscribing uh, MIT technology revealed. That's another. And of course, for some topics that we need to go in depth and courses and training, that would be the standard way. And something more personal, just wanted to see what would be like a quote that you've heard throughout your career that uh, inspired you. There are lots of quotes that I like, but the recent one that I really love is from uh, LBJ, the Lyndon B. Johnson. And so that was like um, being a leader, just being like a jackass in a storm. There's nothing to do but to stand there and take it. And um, I think everyone knows that life is full of imperfections and adversity does not discriminate. It's not only about career, but it's also about personal life, especially like now with the pandemic, uh, climate change and geographical tensions. People are finding it difficult uh, than before. And when I was a lot younger, I wished that uh, my career would be really smooth without obstacles. But now I realize like people are successful or people are great leaders, not because their career is smooth, but basically all successful people or great people, they have encountered crisis in their life, but they embrace it, face it and tackle it. And that is what inspiring to me. And as Bill Clinton put it in his uh, masterclass, he said, um, life is about imperfection. Life is a matter of having to step forward and then one step backward. And there's two step forward again and one step backward again. And so basically it's about how do we have our uh, life skill? How do we know uh, what we're going towards and we keep doing it and we keep doing the math and we were done way there down the road. Yeah, I think that's really inspiring because I think a lot of young people as they enter the workforce, it's a very overwhelming and they see so many things happening in the world. Mm. But I, I think if your mindset is a bit more on like, I know it's going to be up and down, um, you're almost like like sort of seeing a reality. And then it's just trying to figure out how they can prepare themselves for what lies ahead. So I think that's very inspiring. And we talk to a lot of young people. So I think that resonates a lot. How about in terms of like books? Like I think when we were chatting earlier, you, you're you quite an avid reader. So what would be one book that's inspired you? There's one good book called Great by Choice that is recommended by a number of uh, executive coach. Great by Choice talk about three things. The first thing is uh, productive paranoia. The second thing is empirical creativity. And the third thing is about uh, fantastic discipline. So 
is basically go back to the previous question that we talked about. There can be lots of adversity and challenges. By examining more than 20,000 uh, companies in the past and how they can still able to face all these challenges and still excellent, there's a practical, proven way to handle that. And those three factors are the one that I talked about. And I think this is a really good book on how not to get lost, how to not to be defeated in times of when we face challenge and hardship. So I think that is a really good book that everyone should go into. Um, so thank you so much for sharing with us today, particularly around your journey and how it hasn't been a straight line. But uh, I think for everyone listening, I think it's comforting to know that you should probably expect that your career will not be smooth. Uh, so the most important thing to do is actually prepare uh, life skills like resilience, maybe even learning from others who've been there before and um, challenges that they face and how you can learn from them. And being a woman in tech, you can actually succeed and um, uh, you can control some of that journey. Um, there's still a lot of things that are developing, but yeah, I think you can forge a, a strong career uh, as a woman in tech with the right support. So thank you for sharing your life into working at SockGen and yeah, some really inspirational um, things on your journey as well. So thank you. Yeah, thank you as well. <laughs>